Hi, everyone. It is Reverend Molly at A Common Sense Approach to the Bible. Before I get started, let me lift you up in prayer. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every soul listening from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Father, I take authority over any demonic force that could try to hinder them from receiving what you would have for them according to Matthew eighteen eighteen. Whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In Jesus' holy name I ask and pray. Amen. Today's podcast is entitled Hopeless, Helpless, and Hapless. Receiving a word in the midst. In the midst came on my heart this morning, and I wrote a couple of pages down of um, things that every one of us goes through when our faith is tested. Many times when we're not hearing anything from God and things are silent, we are searching for a word from someone. And especially depending on the type of individuals that you have grown up in and around as you have tried to walk with the Lord, you know, some people are going to search and seek for words more than others. I can tell you in my probably 25 years of walking with the Lord concentratedly to try and strive to number one figure out if he really is real then knowing that he's real knowing Satan is real and then learning how to walk out my faith day after day and sometimes moment by moment Keeping my eyes focused on the Father. It's been a very interesting journey, to say the very least. And there were at least four times in the midst of my God, where are you situations when I felt that I was in situations I didn't want to be in. Why are you making me do this? How in the world could you love me and have called me, you know, as a child of yours, when you're having me go through these things. You know, times when I prayed. Times when I didn't feel like God heard me. And I needed him to hear me. I would feel very hopeless But God was very faithful as I continued day in and day out to walk with him. Twice were two times were very clear. And they were when I was working in a health food store. Then there was another time when I when I stepped out in faith to give my testimony at a place in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is no longer open called the camel's eye and two girls 
caught me after I gave my testimony as I was walking back to the restroom. And they're like, we have a word for you. God calls us down here. One put their hand on my stomach, the other on my shoulders. And they started praying over me and prophesying over me about some book I was supposed to write. And the Holy Spirit had put a book on my heart. But no one else really knew it. And I was in a situation where who in the world would believe it anyway? You know, who would believe I would write a book? And then there was another time where someone actually came to my house. And the Lord had given them scriptures to read over me. And they even brought some oil and anointed me with their oil. Times when I prayed, I would pre prepare a fleece before the Lord. And in these prayers, they would be only between the Father and myself. No one on earth knew what I was asking. And I would write it down. I would date it. And I learned writing my prayers down from... A story that Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's wife, told one time. She said that when Billy would travel all the time, you know, she would write her prayers down. And she could go back and gauge and see where God had answered her prayers. And it would help her stand fast in the middle of her hopelessness or helplessness or hapless. You know, those are my words, not hers. That God heard her in his silence that he did hear her, that for whatever reason it was, that he was being silent and not answering the prayers at that time, she felt confident that he would. And he always did. You know, in the midst when you're longing for a word, a confirmation, or some kind of sign, keep standing, keep going, don't quit, don't give up. Keep believing. Keep a smile on your face. Show the only one who matters in heaven. You have an audience of one. I have said that for years. Who can turn the tide in your life, in your situation, in your circumstances, in your family, in your finances, no matter what it is. No matter how small it is, no matter how large it is. He's watching to see if you're going to stay the course because I don't know about you, but in the times when I felt very low and very downtrodden, I seemed like I was always making promises to God. I promise I'll do it. I'll stand firm. I'll stand fast. I'll keep going. You know, I just wanted him to know that I was willing. I had such a willing heart. I'll do it. I'll do it. God hasn't left. He's there. And for only his reasons, he is being silent. Go to his written word. Find the scripture. The ones that apply to your situation. The words that he sovereignly gave to his chosen vessels. And pray out loud. Pray them out loud. Stand on the scripture or the scriptures. Believe it. Repeat it over and over. 
You know, God promises that his word will never, never return void. But you're the one who has to plant it in order for there to be a harvest that does come to fruition. You know, there are several times I can tell you, and they've been very clear in my walk with the Lord, crop failure. I would stand on his word and then a couple of days would go by and I would start speaking negatively about a situation that I hated being in. Didn't want to be in it. Wanted to do something else. And I stopped whatever harvest was trying to spring up from me standing on his word. Invariably, sorry, the phone just rang. Invariably, though, in the times where I really felt left by God, where in the world are you? You know I'm trying to do this down here alone in the midst of all of these people, my family, my church family. I'm trying to keep a smile on my face. I'm trying to um, believe that I have received your promises. Where are you? But in the midst of all that, invariably, he would show me someone who was so much worse than I. And then I would felt, feel ashamed. I'd feel very guilty. I would come home and sit and talk to the Lord. It would draw me closer to God. And I would just ask for forgiveness. And I would repent. You know, repentance is more than just saying, I'm sorry. Repentance means that you're willing to turn and go in a whole nother different direction. And my, I can tell you, my flesh, mm, it's been a hard pile of flesh to get control of. But I have worked hard at it, at it. I've worked diligently at it. And I keep working at it. You know, we all have crosses to bear in this earth. And you might as well accept it. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior does not mean that you're going to be having wine and roses 24-7. That is not the Christian walk. And if you think that that is what is going to happen, you're being deceived by Satan. Our good rule of thumb and um, icons in the faith to always model our walk after would be the disciples, the apostles who saw Jesus. They had lives that I, I don't think many of us could bear up under, to be very honest with you, but they never denied the Lord. Satan is going to do everything in his power to stop you. John 10, 10. He is here. The thief comes. The thief is somebody who's killing you. who's like getting ready to rob you. He wants to kill you and he certainly wants to destroy you. And I have been around many and I see his work in their lives. And I know that they love the Lord. So what's the problem? You have to put your blinders on in this earth and you have to go after the Lord Jesus Christ with everything in you. Learn God the Father. Learn Jesus Christ the Son. Learn the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you, when you stay hooked up to the Father, 
if you will continue to abide in Jesus Christ and your words continue to abide in him, you're going to know the truth about a lot of things in this life, about your life, about those who are around you. You're going to learn what your purpose here is here on earth, but it's going to take some going after. He's not going to just hand it to you on a silver platter. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news is that your soul gets saved and you don't end up in hell. The further good news is that Jesus took all your sins on a cross at Calvary and paid for them. The next good news, the Holy Spirit can indwell in you if you truly accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. The next good news, he will help you. He'll purge you. He'll bring stuff out of you that you never thought was hiding and lurking down inside of you. So you can change now while you're here and get those strongholds out of you. You'll walk in a freedom down here that you never dreamed possible. And I can tell you that most people that I've seen bound don't realize they're bound until they truly get set free. And that's a promise to us. But God doesn't give it to you all at one time. You have to put forth the effort and you have to do your part. One thing I assure you and I guarantee you is that you will not end up hopeless, helpless, or hapless if you will stay connected to the true vine. And you will allow him to continue to feed you day by day by day. But you've got to want it. And my advice to anybody is sit with God. Talk to him. Ask him to help you. Teach me about you. Teach me from your word. Teach me from those you put in my path. Father, feed me. So that I can be everything that you desire that I am. And that I can be in this earth. This is Reverend Molly. At a common sense approach to the Bible. Stand. In Jesus name. Amen.